just wanted to give a quick little disclaimer before we get started this week. So if you are currently listening and you're not able to really participate in the activities that we're going to be doing this week, no worries, you can always do them later. But if you're doing something that requires your focus, such as driving a car, please, please, please do not try these activities. (laughs) Wait until you're safe and you can focus and give all of your attention to the activities. Now that that's over, let's get started. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of Casual Tarot. For today's episode, we're going to be going over meditation. Not only meditation in general, but also how it relates to spirituality. So let's start out with a couple of basics about meditation. When we look into where meditation started and who it was started by, you start to see some conflicting information depending on your sources and all of the different research that's been put into it. There isn't one clear answer. But what we can say is that we do know it's at least very, very old. (laughs) And when I say very, very old, I mean, we're looking at, you know, BC times. (laughs) It's a very similar story when we're trying to pinpoint where exactly meditation came from as well, as there's all different reports claiming that the origins of meditation were from Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism. But really, we don't exactly know. We do have some key findings, though, that can help to point us in the right direction. First, somewhere between 5000 BC and 3500 BC, we have the oldest documented evidence of meditation in wall art in India. Then, in 1500 BC, we see the oldest written mention of meditation in Hindu religious texts. Later, in the 5th and 6th century BC, we see evidence of different types of meditation in Taoist China and Buddhist India. As time goes on, we see different meditative techniques used in all different religions. For example, between the 10th and 14th century, we see, forgive me if I'm going to say this wrong, hesychasm, which is a tradition of contemplative prayer in the Eastern Orthodox Church. The name of this word comes from the Greek word meaning stillness, rest, quiet, or silence. Because of this and how the prayer is practiced, this tradition is likened to be one of the first mentions of Christian meditation. By the time that the 18th century rolled around, it seemed like meditation had really become a hot topic for philosophers and intellectuals. And it wasn't until the 20th century until meditation became so prominent in the United States. Now, because of the surge in the West many different Eastern teachers decided to migrate to the United States. They brought many different spiritual and religious backgrounds with them, but much like the past when meditation has moved from place to place, we see it being shaped by this new culture that it finds itself in. In this new Western version of meditation, we see religion being more removed from the practice and more encouragement for the practice to be used by anyone and everyone. Now, in the 1960s and 70s, we start to see a little bit of a split occurring. As meditation is starting to be researched by different types of scientific studies, we start to see how meditation is used in psychology versus spirituality. Now, in psychology, we're able to see meditation helping with anxiety, stress, depression, and even self-reflection. This self-reflection, which can also be described as shadow work, is used in both psychology and the spiritual side of meditation. 
on a psychological level, we can use this inner reflection or shadow work to come to terms with things from our past, maybe our inner demons. And in a spiritual sense, we do a very similar thing. On a spiritual level, we have to face this inner demon, past traumas, things from our past that are creating this inner darkness within ourselves in order to heal, live an authentic life, and ultimately spiritually grow. Spiritual meditation is also used as a way for someone to seek a deeper understanding or gain a connection with their deity or the universe or whatever it may be. People seek out spiritual meditation for all different kinds of reasons. But here's a short list. So a few reasons why some people may reach out to spiritual meditation are because they're looking to heal themselves or others. They're searching for knowledge of a past life. They're trying to gain knowledge from their deity, one of their angels, or a spirit guide. Maybe they're trying to do astral projection or maybe even some divination. Now, I know we're going to have people from all different types of backgrounds that may listen to this show. So some of you may see meditation as only a good way to reduce some blood pressure, get a nice good night of sleep, while others may come to meditation for the more spiritual side of things, where they're trying to hone in on their own spirituality and gain some more knowledge. For the purposes of this podcast, since we're a divination podcast, we're going to focus on the divination side of it. Now, if you're listening and you're like, Ray, seriously, like I was completely on board for all that tarot card stuff, but divination through meditation, you're taking it a bit far now. Yeah, meditation can help you like chill out after a hard day, but speaking to your spirit guides or something like that, like, mm, no. That's where you lost me. Well, I would say that whether you're a believer in the supernatural side of it or not, we can all agree that it's good for relaxation, good for getting some of that stress after a long, hard day off your chest, and I think it'll be fun. Now, if you're on the other side of that coin and you're going, wait, 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 Ray, I heard you mention astral projection and talking to spirit guides. When are we going to go over that? Uh, That'll probably be another episode. (laughs) Those two topics are so big on their own that, yeah, I think they both need a, you know, episode each. (laughs) Now, when it comes to how you use meditation in order to use divination, there really are many different ways that you can do it. Some even argue that when you're using various forms of divination, such as a scrying mirror, looking into a crystal ball, or trying to read something like tea leaves, you're using some form of meditation with those tools in order to get your message. But when it comes to using meditation to just take a moment, relax, meditate, and receive a message, that's where the main focus is on the meditation itself. Once you're able to use meditation in your divination, there may be some symbols and things that you need to analyze after the fact in order to figure out a deeper meaning to a message. But the hardest thing, in my own personal opinion, is mastering the meditation itself. In a day and age where we're so used to just go, go, go all the time, it can be hard to sit down, take some time for yourself, 
and fully submerge yourself into this meditation. Some people say that they just simply can't stop thinking, and that's what makes it so that they are unable to meditate. But I think it's important that we emphasize here that you don't have to be completely silent and still for your meditation. There are many different ways one can meditate, just as not everyone uses a mantra of sitting in a particular position and saying something over and over. You also don't have to sit there in complete silence and have radio silence going on in your head. Meditation comes in many different sizes and shapes, and you just need to find what works for you. You may be the type of person where you're able to sit there with perfect silence in your head. Or you might be somebody that needs to be a little bit more active. Maybe you aren't really able to shut out your inner dialogue or your surroundings around you. So instead, you go for a calming walk by yourself in the forest. You calmly walk along, just taking in your surroundings. Maybe as you walk, you're just clearing your head. But maybe as you walk, you have a particular question in mind. And you're looking for the symbols in nature that you come across on your walk in order to answer this question. Both of these are ways of meditation, and neither form is right or wrong. Now, I would recommend that if you are using spiritual meditation in order to do something like contacting a spirit guide or use some form of divination with your meditation, then you might want to look up different guided meditations for that specific purpose. I think it's also really important for a guided meditation that you find somebody that really resonates with you. I know personally there are some people's voices where I just can't uh, relax to them, but there are other voices where I really can just let go. So something as simple as a voice can be the make or break for meditation, especially when you're a beginner. When you're beginning, I really stress for you to try all different types of meditation and multiple times as well because meditation can take a little bit of getting used to. It can take some practice and there's no shame in that. Maybe you'll even find that there are a couple different ways that you can meditate that really work for you. I personally find that walking through nature is perfect for when I'm looking for um, self-reflection and self-healing. But when I'm trying to reach out and maybe do some sort of divination through meditation, I find that I really thrive with either a guided meditation or a self-guided meditation, if that makes any sense. I feel like after listening to so many different meditations, and especially because I do some energy work where some of that can also lead a little bit with hand-in-hand with meditation that I can almost make a little bit of my own meditation. Um, Not anything really special or noteworthy, but if I need a quick five-minute meditation in the middle of the day because I'm getting super stressed out or something, I'm not going to go to YouTube and whip out a whole video because it seems like a lot of the ones on there are really good for a longer meditation setting. But again, that's just my own personal opinion. Um, That's what works for me. You have to find what works for you. Now, there's two things I want to go over in today's episode. First being, I want to talk to you a little bit about how to receive the messages in your meditation. 
And then the second thing is, although I don't think I have a voice for <laughs> guided meditations, I want to give you some tips, a little bit of tricks that I've found that personally work for me, and um, maybe even end it with a little bit of a mini guided meditation. So first things first, how are you going to receive these messages when you're trying to get divination through meditation? Well, it will depend on the type of meditation you're doing. So as I mentioned earlier, if you're doing a sort of meditation where you're going through a meditative walk, then you're going to want to pay attention for the different things that you're seeing on your walk, different things that you're hearing, so on and so forth, in order to get different symbols that you can analyze either while you're still on your walk or even later when you're done with your walk. For some people, it might be handy to bring a little notebook with you so that you can jot down these different symbols that you come across. You'll want to keep in mind to be observant, but not too hypervigilant. If you're so stressed about trying to get a message, you might be looking straight over things. I found that with whatever meditation style I end up using, if I'm so focused on, come on, just meditate, just do it, let's go, come on, why isn't it working? It's because I'm trying so hard that it's just, I'm breaking something in my own head and I'm not able to meditate. So make sure you keep that in mind. And I know once I finally let go and I let myself just breathe and not stress myself out just trying to meditate, then it started coming so much easier. There will certainly be times that you're not able to focus, you're not able to meditate, and that's okay. Especially when you're just beginning, a lot of people recommend that you do smaller sessions every day or every other day until you can work up to longer sessions. Now, if you're doing a guided meditation, especially for something very tailored to what you're trying to achieve through your meditation, then the symbol should be a lot easier to catch on to just because um, the guided meditations really try to lay it out for you. So if you're perhaps trying to do a meditation to be able to get a message from your spirit guide, and during this meditation you hear a thought, even if it's in you know your inner dialogue voice, but it doesn't seem like a thought of yours, it seems like something else, even if it's in your own voice, if you can wrap your head around what I'm trying to describe. But um, if you get something like that, then you know that is the message that you're supposed to get. But, you know, like I said, with guided meditations, it should be a lot more straightforward for you. There will also be some guided meditations where they guide you in a way where you see things. So when I say you see things, I mean it as if how you're uh, seeing things when you're in a dream. So you're not necessarily, you know, sitting there with your eyes open physically seeing something. You're kind of seeing it in your mind's eye. In something like this, you're going to need to pay attention a little bit more like the walking meditation. You're going to have to pay attention to the different things you're seeing and hearing in this state. So if perhaps you walk up to a building and it's like a little house and it's got the numbers on the top of the doorway and it says 333, that is a giant slap in the face of look up the meaning once you're out of this meditative state look up the number three. This is a symbol. <laughs> Certain things like that will stick out to you in those kinds of meditations. And it's important to 
take a mental note of them, and if you don't necessarily understand the symbolism in the moment, you can always go back after your meditation and figure out what the symbolism is then. Now, when you're first starting out with your meditation, I would say one of the first things that I worked on was my breathing. A lot of times people will try to slow their breathing some so that they can get to a more relaxed state, lower their heart rate, and then um, that is what starts the meditative process for a lot of people. There are two different ways that I found a good amount of success with the different methods of breathing. So with the first one, you'll choose one of two things. So some people will choose a number. So if they choose the number four, then they'll count and breathe in for four seconds and then breathe out for four seconds. And they'll keep on doing that until they can increase it to five seconds. And then once they can do that, increase it to six. And just get to a point until you are having this nice, deep, relaxing breath. And when you're focusing that hard, where you're, you know, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, it really helps to clear your mind a little bit and not have all those different stressful thoughts coming in when you're trying to take this time to meditate. The second way that people use this method is by creating their own mantra. So I'm sure people know what I'm talking about when you see like a really cheesy movie where they've got, you know, these people trying to meditate at the top of this cliff on a mountain and they're all sitting there in a very particular position. They're going, oh, now, yes, (laughs) that is a way to meditate. And there's all different kinds of mantras that people use and all different positions that people use. Um, mostly related, at least for what I've seen, um, those are mostly related to opening up particular chakras. But we can use this method in a different way where we make it our own, and we can use it similar to the counting method. What you'll want to do is you'll want to come up with a phrase that works well for you that you can keep repeating, similar to when you're doing the counting method. So... The first part of your phrase, or maybe it's just two words, something like that, is going to be what you're saying, whether it's in your own inner dialogue, or if you're actually saying it out loud, and um, that'll be what you're saying when you're breathing in, and the second part will be when you're breathing out. This can really be anything that you want it to be. I personally choose something where when I'm breathing in, I'm saying something positive or something that like I want to bring into my mind and spirit and then when I'm breathing out something I want to get rid of. So it can be something as simple as breathe blessings in, push evil out. So as you're breathing in you do the breathe blessings in, push evil out. Breathe blessings in, push evil out. And you just keep saying that over and over until you're starting to get into that meditative state, starting to get relaxed, your breathing is slower, you're calmer, and so on. Now, there's another way that you can focus on your breathing if you're more of a visual person. So what you'll need to do for this 
is you close your eyes. Now, hold out your two hands in front of you. Close both of them and imagine that in the left hand, you're holding a flower. And in your right hand, you're holding a candle. Now, what you need to do is look at your left hand. What kind of flower all you're holding? The world is limitless. It's any flower you could possibly imagine. What color is it? How many colors is it? Is it rainbow glitter? Is it clear? It can be anything you want it to be. Now take a big whiff of your wonderful flower. Mm, that is the best scent in the world, isn't it? Now turn your attention to your candle. Now, what color is your candle? Does it match your flower? Is it different? Well, here, wait a second. Some of you don't have your candles lit. Let me get that for you. Ah, there we go. So now, we're going to look at your flower again. Take another big old whiff. I know you want to. Ready? Now, before you exhale, blow out that candle. Is this a trick candle? Doesn't seem like it's going out. Maybe we just need to really make sure we blow it out. Smell your flower. Blow out your candle. Smell your flower. Blow out your candle. Now keep doing this until you're thoroughly relaxed. I love using this one for people who haven't necessarily meditated before, or if you have someone that doesn't want to sit still and has a lot going on, they have a lot of energy, maybe a kid. <laughs> and um, this one, since you're imagining that stuff and really putting a lot of focus into it and putting focus into your breathing without really thinking about it as focusing on your breathing by smelling this flower and blowing out this candle, it makes it a lot easier to do it. Now, I actually can't take credit for that one. Um, <laughs> my mom is a therapist, and I used to teach this children's dance group, and they were just so, so crazy before performance, and I swear their parents all gave them 10-pound bags of sugar before we were supposed to go on stage, and I was gonna just, oof, I could not handle that much energy. And my mom was able to just tell them this, tell them this scenario. And I watched a room full of like 15 little kids calm down. So if, you know, 15 little kids can do it, I think anybody can really do it. Now, unfortunately, we find ourselves coming to the last part of the episode. I'm going to take you through a simple guided meditation. I hope you enjoy, but of course, if my voice or way of speaking just doesn't get you in that meditative area that you need to be, I'm not going to take it personally. <laughs> I completely understand. I know I personally would not be listening to myself, but I don't know if that's just my own personal thing where they say everyone hates their own voice on recording. But anyway... Let's get started, shall we? First things first, let's make sure that you're in a comfortable room. Go somewhere quiet and private. 
if you have meditated before and you find certain things help you, such as maybe burning some incense or having a small flickering light in the room while you try and meditate, whatever it may be, be safe and do it now. Once you have your area set, come back, sit or lay in a comfortable position. It does not matter if you're sitting or laying down, just make sure that you can relax. Close your eyes, breathe in and out. In and out. In and out. In and out. Keep breathing gently and softly as you relax. You may continue counting to control your breathing or you can just breathe at the pace that feels natural to you. Now, as you're sitting or laying there, imagine you have this spiritual third eye that needs to open. It's resting about where your forehead is. Now, we need to relax and we need to transfer our body's energy to your third eye. We're going to gather the energy from the rest of our body in order to transfer it. So, as you're sitting or laying there, wiggle your toes for me. You can feel how much energy they have as they're bouncing around. Now relax them. Sink deep into that chair or bed that you're in. Now, move around your feet with your ankles. Really feel the energy and the control that you have. Now again, relax. Feel all of that energy coursing up through your legs, through your torso, and up to your head. Visualize each time you do this. White light coming from your toes and your feet, gently traveling up your legs, up your body, over your chest, along the sides of your neck, over your face, and resting on your third eye on your forehead. Feel the surge of power that you get. Maybe you feel it in your brain, but that is your third eye starting to awaken. Now, move your legs around a little. Feel the energy that they still have, but notice that your toes and feet are still pretty relaxed. They've already transferred their energy. 
Now it's time for your legs to do the same. Relax. Sink deeper again into that chair or bed. Feel that energy traveling up your body and coming to a rest as it powers your third eye. Now wiggle your fingers. They're wiggly just like your toes. Feel the energy still coursing through them. Now relax. Feel that energy travel up your arms, through your shoulders, up your neck, empowering that third eye yet again. See the energy as it travels up your body. Now move your hands and your wrists. There's still some energy there. Feel it and relax. Let that energy too come to your third eye. Now move your arms around. Move your shoulders. Circle them back. Now circle them forward. And in. Breathe out. Breathe in. And as you breathe out, relax. Let that energy travel up your body. Now, finally, we move our torso around a little. It's the last bit of energy coupled with your neck. Move around a little. Feel that last bit of energy still left and relax. Sink deep, deep into that chair or bed. Your entire body feels heavy because you're so relaxed. You've given all of your physical power to your third eye. As you sense how heavy the rest of your body is and how relaxed you are, remember to breathe in and out. In and out. Now, With your mind's eye, I want you to picture the most beautiful forest. Have you been here before? Or is this something almost out of a dream? Look around. See the types of foliage that are around you. You see a path in front of you. With a great archway made of trees and a canopy of leaves leading down the pathway. Start to walk down this pathway. Notice you're not wearing any shoes. You can feel the earth beneath your toes. The earth is warm 
and welcoming, guiding you along this path as the sun shines down on your face and brings you life. As you walk along this path, listen. Do you hear anything? Do you hear little critters? Maybe you hear water flowing in the distance. Or is there wind whistling through the leaves? Take a moment here and listen. Do you hear a voice? What could it be saying? It sounds like it's further down the path. You keep walking, taking each step, feeling more and more comfort and love with each step that you take. The weather is absolutely perfect, and you feel free just to let go. You keep gently walking, breathing as you're walking down this path, in and out, in and out, in and out. Now, you find yourself as you're walking down this path, it seems to be opening to some sort of clearing. You continue walking and the earth beneath you feels sandier and sandier. The trees begin to open up and you see a beautiful pond. There's fish, ducks floating across, and every once in a while you hear the croak and the splash of a frog along the banks. You pause at the side of this pond, perfectly in a spot where the leaves above are open just enough to let a beautiful ray of sunshine come down and shine upon your skin. You feel the love and light of the earth, and you feel so at peace in this moment. You raise your face up to the sky and close your eyes to soak in the rays. And all of a sudden, you feel as though there's somebody else there with you. You bring your face back down and you look across the pond. You can see someone, but you can't quite make out who it might be but you feel drawn to them. You turn to the left to start to walk around the pond so you can come over to them. They turn as if to meet you halfway. With each step you take, it becomes clearer and clearer. You're starting to be able to make out their face 
as you get closer. Is it someone you know? Perhaps it's someone important in your life. Perhaps it's someone who was taken too soon from you. Or perhaps you don't necessarily recognize this face, but feel this familiar warmth, love, and protection. Could this be one of your guardian angels? Whoever it is, you know they mean you no harm. And with each step, you see more and more of their details. Finally, you come to meet each other in the middle. You may take this moment to embrace, or perhaps just smile. Either way you can tell, they feel like they need to tell you something. You breathe in and out. What is it that they want to tell you? As you stand there, you start to hear something in your mind that isn't your thought, and you realize they're giving you a message telepathically. Close your eyes, focus. What is this message they're trying to tell you? Now breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. Now you start to hear that voice again, and they're telling you, unfortunately, you can't stay here forever. It's time to start to go home now. They gently grab your hand. It feels so soft. And they start to guide you back to the path. Again, you walk around the pond with them. You're both surrounded by such beauty. But all you can do is stare at them. They have so much love and joy for you, so many hopes for you, and just by being around them and holding their hand, you feel this love, warmth, and joy. They bring you back to the spot where the path opened up to the clearing. You embrace before you must depart. They look at you and tell you, this time with their own words. Just remember this place. You can always come back and visit with me. But for now, you have to go back. You take a few steps along the path as the earth feels less and less sandy as you go. You turn over your shoulder 
and you look at them one more time. With a smile on their face, they wave to you. They start fading out, as if their physical form is becoming wind. And right before you go to turn back around, there's a gentle breeze across your face. And you hear, I will always be here. Come back whenever you may need me or need some guidance. You turn back and start your way back up the path, counting as you step, breathing in, two, three, four, and out, two, three, four, in, two, three, four, out, two, three, four. As you walk under the canopy of trees, you listen again to the animals rustling around in the forest around you, to the sound of the earth as you walk across it with your bare feet. You keep walking and you find yourself coming to the opening where you had once begun. You bring yourself to the entrance and you look down to your right and you see a beautiful flower. By just standing there, you can already smell the fragrance coming off of it. It's so comforting. You gently bend down, close your eyes and gently breathe in the fragrance. As you exhale, you open your eyes and you are back in your chair or bed. You feel that energy rushing back into your limbs and you slowly start to move. Move your neck around. Roll your shoulders forward. Move your arms and legs and now wiggle your toes and fingers. Your energy has come back to all parts of your body and you're ready to take on the rest of what today has to offer. You feel relaxed yet rested. I hope you have enjoyed this small guided meditation and as always remember to take some time for yourself this week and to throw salt at your haters.